Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 61 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Robbie Andert and I'm joined this week, as I am every week, by my mate, Dr. Lewis Kirk. And Lewis, how are you going? I'm very good, Robbie. How are you, man? I'm good, thank you. That's good. Uh, What's ha- been happening? Uh, what have you been up to? Oh, well, last week, mate, we, we were talking about comedians, or we're going to talk about uh, comedians. Yes. You had your run-in with, uh, with, with Will Anderson. Yes. You saw him at a, at a screening of a, a, pod- a live podcast. Live record. podcast, yeah, he was at, appearing at. Yeah, at yeah. The, at the comedy festival. And I, I had my own run-in. Mate, I was down uh, up in um, in the city of Melbourne, just near, yeah. near Crown. Yeah, just mind my own business, walking along, and uh, suddenly someone from across the street, Lewis, Lewis, oh, I just Lewis, and I was, I was what? No, I, I was thought, nah, look, nah, no, one, no, no, I don't know around here. Might Doct- be Wally Lewis. Then it's Doctor Lewis. I got, I thought, geez, hang on a sec, it can't be too many Doctor Lewis. Looked up, and it was Husey running right across the street. Lewis, Lewis, really? Yeah, Dave Hughes, the comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you owed him money, did you? Well, no, no, he um, he obviously recognised me. That's Absolutely, understandable, for, understandable, for sure. And he wanted a selfie. Oh, terrific! Did yeah. he? Wow, yeah. good stuff. So, yeah. Um, so, so we um, yeah, selfie I put put up on on the Instagram. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're trying to trump me. Oh, it takes me all this time to try and get one. No, no. And then try, you managed no, to. No, not trying to trump you, mate. No, 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 no not at all. Not at all. No. It's not. Life's not a competition, mate. It's but, not. It's but, not. You know, not. But you're he, winning. He did chase me down. Oh, well, that was a, the competition. I, I, for him. I, I still reckon that you're uh, still reckon that you must owe him money or something like that. Yeah. No, he just just recognised me. Well, that's a good hit. Yeah, yeah. You like that? That's good. Nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was happy for. Happy, happy to uh, to pose and duck down for my height. Oh, really? Quite yeah, tall that's guy. good. Uh, Be like Will Anderson, I guess. Who's uh, tall? Well, is 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 Husey tall? Is he? I mean, Will yeah, Anderson. Tall. Will well, Anderson is an absolute monster. Well, put anyone next to me, mate. They're, <laughs> yeah, that's they're right, tall. Yeah. So yeah, no, I would say he was tall. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. these six-year-olds walking past, putting their hands up on your shoulders, <laughs> going, "Hey, go, uh, Mister Kirk." Uh, yeah. Nice, nice. Pat me on the head. Yeah, yeah that's resting right. Their, resting their arm on my shoulder. Nice. Well, that, that's where your hair went from. All the six-year-olds putting their <laughs> resting their arms on your head. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that's all right. And speaking of celebrities, our celebrity intro, outro, man, Amzoir. Yes. Have you had a chance? to look at his new show, Mr. Black? I, I did actually. I was like, because I've had the week off this week. So yes. I was um, taking some time watching some TV and uh, yeah, saw uh, Mr. Black come on and uh, and said to Christine, oh, this is uh, this is Adam, this is Wari's yeah. new, new one. So Very funny. It's pretty good. Love it. Yeah, 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 some good jokes in there. Um, uh, and Stephen Curry. I mean, like we're looking at him going, yeah, like I still remember watching things at Stephen Curry, the Australian actor watching him in things like The Castle yes. when he looked really young. Yes. And now looking at him going, holy crap, now he's looking old, which I think they've made him up to look a little bit older yeah. than what he actually is. That's my only criticism, I reckon, is he's, he's maybe he's not quite right age to be the father of that um, that 20-year-old uh, uh Female actor that's on the show. Well, you never know. Maybe if he's been getting on the job early enough to have a uh, a daughter that that's old, that might have been the reason why he got uh, ankylosing spondylitis. Maybe yeah, ankylosing right. spondylosis, yeah. right. which is which is funny because then you know they're so they're, they're saying that where the guy's going, I'm going to Google that to see if it's a real disease. Like that's something that we see all the time. Yes, yeah. When true. we X-ray dogs' backs and you see that they're and and cats to a point as well, and you've just got all these fusing of the vertebrae. I mean, that's something that we see all the time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. No, my best line from it, I reckon, was uh, the, someone asked uh, some, uh, the act, uh, Mr. Black, yeah. would you like a beer? 
And he says, uh, is, the, is the English team South African? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the English oh, cricket team, South yeah, Africa. Cricket team, sorry, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, missed that. Mark that one. We'll edit that one. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah so you, you know one about sport that doesn't involve black and yellow. You uh, know, yeah. I know, I know lots of sports. Stuff, mate. <laughs> All about the rugby. Oh, All really? Yeah, you the rugby, mate? The, the, the no, is he Falau? Oh, the Israel <laughs> Falau. Oh, yeah, goodness me. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. let's move on. I'm, I'm sure the podcasters were on that list. Yes. You know, the, yeah, the, the list of people that are going mm, to hell as yeah, well. So gosh, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, a little update. I had a kitten. We talked last week about a kitten that got stuck under the Jason recliner. Yes. And uh, my uh, colleague Carl saw it, and, um, and I actually rang them during the week to see how they're going. Um, and essentially what had happened is is the cat was must have been under the chair and then they shut the recliner and it got stuck under the chair. Didn't, yeah, get, didn't right. get injured, but then got quite upset. Yeah. Distressed being under there. Couldn't get out, I guess. Yes. Um, and uh, Couldn't reach around and hit the button to try and release the, the, it. Yeah. Right, pull button, lever. Oh, mate, what one have you got? Button or lever. You got the updated version. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leather. Le- leather, the buttons on there. It's fantastic. Oh, we're, we're pleather and a lever here, mate. Yeah, that's we right. Know what side <laughs> of the tracks are on, are we? <laughs> and, uh, and so then the, then the cat got upset, and then when it came out, the other cat actually attacked it. Yeah, right. And ever since then, have been attacking it. So the owner had done the right thing and separated the two cats. Yeah. Carl had put uh, put both cats on Zilkeen. Yes. Which which brings us to the sponsor. Yes. Yeah. So another use for the Zilkeen product. Love it. Alpha Cazozapine. Yep. Good for mild anxieties like this. Um, separated them and she'd started actually reintroducing them. Yeah. And then she'd done something a little bit naughty. Yeah. Which was take some of her own anti-anxiety medication that she had on the shelf. And self-prescribed it to the cat. Found the dose on Google. Speaking of Google it. Not ideal. Hadn't spoken to me about it. Yeah. Um, But it actually helped a lot. Okay. So we adjusted the dose slightly and said, all right, yeah, it's okay to use that ongoing. But maybe come and get a script from us. Yeah, don't maybe use talk to us about it next time. That's right. Don't use yeah. your own stuff. Not ideal. It's a prescription only medication. Google only gets you so far. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just I've had um, I had someone uh, do that with. Uh, they gave their um, it was a dog. They gave an anti-inflammatory to, and um, they just completely balls the dose up, oh. and the dog ended up getting uh, yeah, getting pretty bad clinical signs of uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory toxicity. Oh. You know, gastric ulcers. So it was vomiting, uh, you know, black poo, all sorts of stuff because it gave itself an ulcer. So we had to hit that dog really, really hard with treatment to try and try and play. Oh, we got it. Like we got wow. it back, but it's like, yeah, gee whiz, it's um. Pretty pretty dicey stuff sometimes. Yeah, well, eh? I remember I had one too. The um the, the wife brought the dog in and the husband was a GP and we were talking away and she happened to drop. Oh, put, the husband's put the dog on ibuprofen. Right. Yeah. And I was like, well, how long's been on that? Oh, you know, a few months. And it must have just been luck. Yeah. Right. I yep. think that nothing had happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because as you know, ibuprofen's terrible. Yeah. In, yeah. In dogs and uh, yeah, it, it must have just been. You know, he googled the dose. I don't know how you Google a dose for a product that's not recommended. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and just luck, the dog didn't get sick from. It. I could not believe it. I said, well, we've got to stop that right now. Right now, know? yeah, Here's yeah. some gastric protectants just in case. And yes, yeah, but yeah. Jesus was lucky. So yeah. yeah. So you don't do that. No, no, no. no. We're, we're 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 here and we've done our training and we know what's going on and you know come and talk to us. hand on heart. Yes, we do use some medic human medications for animals because there are, isn't an animal alternative. But those are ones where there's been studies done to try yeah. and work out what the safe and effective dose is of those medications. And we're vets. So exactly. we know these things. Yeah, yeah. because we're because we're we're licensed to. Yes, so you know, because right. you're you're not allowed to prescribe prescription medications to dogs unless you're a vet. Otherwise 
you get into trouble. That's right. You've yeah. got that framed certificate up on the wall at your place next to that glamour shot. That's that right. That shows that like you're a headshot. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, not I, a headshot. I, it's the lounging. They had that one lounging on the on the chaise. Just lounging across with the the eight. Oh, that's a shot. I've, I've Sorry, mate. I'm, I'm I, no, I've changed that one over now to meet to the, to the bareback riding <laughs> shot. So you know, well, I need to copy that one. I need to copy that one. And also, it's a big thank you to our other sponsor, uh, friend of the pod, uh, Prime One Hundred. Yeah. Now I've actually been using. Um, so uh, Rose, speaking of anti-inflammatories, Rosie's been a little bit uh, a little bit sore the the whippet. So um, so got her on a, a liquid anti-inflammatory. But um, I know she loves the croc old tapioca so when i went to work and got the anti-inflammatory i bought one of the rolls of croc tap yes. and so just been putting little slices yeah you know, cutting off little slices of that putting the anti-inflammatory on there Loves it. because usually she's on dry food so it's a bit of a pain in the bum if you got to try and get yeah, medicaid yes. you can't you know it's hard to put just a drop on each bit of dry food yeah so just put it on the on the, on the loaf tap. and mix it in you know it's it's a low uh chance of getting a reaction given that it's a novel protein yes. so can work well of just high like if your dogs enjoy the taste of it hiding tablets in it or, or putting medication on top works an absolute treat right mate love it fantastic all righty and also we've got our patreon supporters yes thanks very much guys there's a lot of stuff up there now yeah there's a lot of cute question and answer there we've been putting a lot of stuff on it's going up uh once a week now so yes. we're um so if you want a, a little bit of extra two vets talk pets content for as little as uh two dollars a month you can hop onto patreon just search for two vets talk pets sign up two bucks a month gets you access to all the uh all the cool stuff we've got on there and uh also gets your sticker and some other cool stuff if you want to pay a little bit more but yeah you get access to the to all that you can break the fourth wall lewis you know <laughs> break the fourth wall and sort of really get behind the scenes you can for as little you- as two bucks so it works out as 50 cents an episode. So. Nice, nice. Good stuff. And uh, actually, speaking of stickers, not everyone gets a sticker, mate. Really? No, I don't think so. I think it has to be $5 a month. Oh, really? Yeah, because Anthea, Anthea from uh, from Zilkeen, Betty yeah. Kinnell, she was complaining she got a sticker. Saw her at the Dog Lover Show. Yeah. Which uh, brings us to the interviews we've got later on. Excellent, yeah. Um, and she said, I haven't got a sticker. Luckily, had a few on board. Able nice. to give her one. So there you go, Anthony. All sorted. Oh, we'll just send send people one. Yeah, yeah quick on your production yeah. meeting. Yeah. Sign up, get a sticker. All right. It's all good. Gold. Yeah, two bucks well, a month. You well, get well, a actually, sticker. Well, actually, um, you know, fr- friend of the show, Noodles the Dacky. Yes. Um, he uh, so after the Flynn's Walk interview from last week, um, her, his owner Liz got in touch with me. She she um used to be a client of mine at Waverley, but she's moved down um out into Gippsland, and she said that she's doing the Million Paws Walk. Otherwise, she would have come up to do oh, Flynn's Walk. Is it on the same day? Um, yeah, the million paws and the and the flints. Ah. So I said, hey, what I'll do because I've got bought some extra bandanas. Um, I'll send send her a bandana. So Good so, job. so she's going to get a couple of bandanas in the mail to uh, put on uh, on the dackies so that they when they're doing the million paws walk, she can uh, you know wave the flag for Flynn's walk as well. Fantastic so, bit yeah. of cross promotion, mate. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So uh, so yeah, that'll be uh, thanks for doing that, Liz. It's awesome. Ah, uh, good stuff. Alrighty, mate. Now I've got a story from I don't know where it's from. Uh, from news.com.au. Go. Yeah, old, fantastic. Old. I Rupert. Know you, I know you like you Uncle like these Rupert. Ones. Yeah. I like you. I know you like these ones. A snake found in the Northern Territory brings new meaning to the concept of a third eye. Right, okay. So the title of the article is A Three-Eyed Snake Found in the Northern Territory. Right. The more spiritual among us like to talk about the importance of an invisible third eye. Oh, that the mind's eye. Must be, is it the one between your, your eyes? Between the and eyes. And your forehead. Is yeah, yeah, the on, on the forehead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not the one between your bum cheeks. That's a, that's a different metaphorical eye. Right. Yes, yes, yeah. It's still an inner eye. 
Yes. But, but you know, not necessarily the mind's eye. And it's invisible, that one too. Well, generally. Generally. Yeah, generally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless it's a full moon and a then full it moon, might yes. be out. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're you know, trying to run between the shower and the you know <laughs> and your bedroom and your window's open and the towel falls over and then you bend over to try and pick up the towel. Like like what you did when I got here and I thought, hang on, that's a bit inappropriate here, Lewis. You well, know, I couldn't just doing? come to the door, mate. You yeah. know? <laughs> Rather than peering in through the window. That, that's you know? right, exactly. And then I picked up the towel. <laughs> and you're looking through the peephole, were you? Yeah, that's right. Backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, the, um, so this snake Lucky actually, we're trying to keep this episode going oh, short. Oh, no, oh, no. Exactly. Um, the more spiritual monks like to talk about the importance of an invisible third eye that provides perception beyond ordinary sight. But this snake actually has one. So he must be one enlightened reptile. Oh, there's some gold journalism yeah. there. The somewhat deformed long carpet python was found by somewhat rangers. Somewhat deformed. Somewhat, yeah. Was found by rangers in the outback outside Darwin recently. Our rangers found a three-eyed snake... Oh, now listen to this on the Arm and Arnhem Highway near Humpty Doo. Oh, good old, good yeah, old Humpty Doo. I love Humpty Doo. Whoopie yeah, Doo. Yes. Humpty Doo. Yeah, just out of Darwin. You been to Humpty Doo? Uh, I've been through Humpty Doo, but right. I haven't actually stopped off in Humpty Doo. Yeah, yeah well, years ago. Was he there? Humpty? Yeah. Humpty, I fall off the wall. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. <laughs> Broken. Well, fell, he saw a three-eyed snake and fell off the wall. <laughs> the, it was a juvenile, approximately forty centimeters long. Uh, so so live. This 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 snake yeah, was was yeah, alive. It was alive. It's got, yeah, got right. photos of it. We might put it on the on the. Uh, on I the... can't see if he's moving or not because it's a picture. No, that's right. But there's possibly it's, might, so... might be a video. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he looks alive. Look, he can't he hold looked... a head up like that. What, what he looks like? He looks like you remember the arm um, on the Simpsons, Blinky, the three eyed fish. No. Who? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, so they. There's um, a three-eyed fish. So the uh, oh, the, nu- the, the, the nuclear, nuclear plant. plant. Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm Blinky, the three-eyed fish. Right, maybe yeah. did come out of nuclear plant. Hang on, where, wasn't there some testing done out that way? Oh, so I think they usually do it down in South Australia, but it, you, know, oh. you never know. It might have been a southerly breeze that was blowing all the yeah. fumes northwards. Well, it's a, a, long, a long slither to Humpty Doo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When you've got three eyes, you can really keep an eye out. You know? so it's, <laughs> You're not going to get attacked, no. are you? <laughs> not from above. No. You know, it's great. No, or side on. It's got one on top and two on the side. Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing's yeah. coming up from underneath him because he's a snake. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. That'd be terrible. Imagine having. Imagine if you had your third eye like you know, right down underneath, you'd be scraping along the ground. It'd be horrible. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's why we wear pants. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you need your anal gland squeezed oh. if you're scooting your third eye along the ground. <laughs> nice. At first, they thought it might have had two heads, but an X-ray revealed the snake just had a third eye socket. Right. With a functional eyeball. The snake is peculiar. With a functional eyeball. Functional eyeball. Wowzers. The snake is peculiar. As an x-ray revealed, it was not two separate heads forged together. Forged. 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 Yes. Like it's a bit of metal. Yeah, yeah. In the in the fires of evolution. <laughs> in the fires of... of uh, Humpty of Doo. Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> Humpty Doo, yeah. Rather, it appeared to be one skull with an additional eye socket and three functioning eyes. It's bizarre. So, isn't that weird? How about that? And a little, little caption? I think it's kind of cute. Under the photo. Isn't oh, really? That, isn't that lovely? Oh, nice. Yeah, that's really um, sweet. I wonder if they've MRI'd it to check and see. I mean, it's yeah. while it's functional, I wonder if there's actual vision there yeah, to be able to see where it's coming from. Do they have MRIs in Humpty Doo, do you think? You oh, think I'm sure they could run, run, one up, run it up to Darwin. Darwin? You know? How far is Humpty Doo from Darwin? It's good 40. Clicks it. Well, that's uh, right. I don't know how as far. As far as the snake slithers? Yeah, it's a long way. Oh, it could Just be. Just for an MR on a snake. Oh, well. How would you hold it? Uh, that's that's for someone else other than me who's scared of snakes. Three eyed, two eyed, or it doesn't matter. Very delicately. Very delicately. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, so. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. You know, while while I saw that picture, I gone well. 
That's really interesting. Yep. Snakes, boo-hiss. Really? You, no, wouldn't, you wouldn't be treating that oh, Waverly Animal Clinic? No, no, mate. I, I can't deal with snakes. Really? No, no, no. I'm a, I've got a massive snake phobia. You've put off a lot of listeners, mate, I think, that, that were willing to come down the clinic to be treated with, I'm, with snakes, I'm, but I'm, it's a I'm, no. I apologise and I... I, I wave you I'll lock the door and wave to you through the window and say that's fine really? thank you very much oh yeah mate no, I had to run in with snakes when I was a kid so right yeah okay. yeah yeah, yeah. Two, um, once once when I was um, standing on the uh, the the back mat of my uh, at my grandparents place yes and uh, and the snake crawled out from under it and another time then I got a nice new blue and yellow Malvern Star mountain bike when I was 13 years old yes. right at down the uh, down the back streets of uh, of um, Pearsdale back when it was still a pretty uh, pretty much a country town down and riding along the road carefree happy because my birthday's in october so it's nice and sunny riding down and uh rode over a stick on the ground that turned out um Ooh. had teeth had oh, fangs wow. and it reared up and i i went like cadell evans you know with uh you know with the with the sada chasing after me mate i was i went off down that road like absolute lightning it took me about four hours to get the gumption of coming back again thinking the snake was chasing so, me. And no snakes for you mate no I've, snakes for me i've seen a few snakes and I always say down you just hold the head and i'll have a look at the area <laughs> i'll look, look at, at everything else yeah. what are you gonna, you're just gonna yeah yeah have a have a check check its legs out check its lymph nodes that, behind its right. legs it, anal check glands it, anal glands as yeah. well yep. fantastic check it's got a tail yeah good that's it nice it, it does it dropped its tail head and head and everything else yeah yeah it's <laughs> great right. yeah there's a heart around here somewhere needs a dental you know? yeah i've got i've got another story of uh, of snakes that um from christina when we we're in england but i won't say that because that will put the listeners off right we won't yeah, go into the no, one-eyed no, snakes no, won't, won't go we, near that one yeah no, no. no leave that out all right mate what do you got <laughs> um okay so we're about to um you know, go and uh, and enjoy a democracy sausage. You know this this weekend. So for any of our Australian listeners, nice segue, mate. mate, mate, Demo- mate democracy sausage. A democracy from, sausage. From the snakes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mate, make sure you vote. You know, for someone. You know, I don't care who. No just, selection. No. No tips. We're no, not. We're not campaigning. Oh, it's going to be. You know, whether it's the red clown or the blue clown, or you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, they're all. You know, just just make sure you get your sausage and enjoy, it, but just don't get fined for not voting. Yeah, so, that's right. Or donkey it. Donkey vote, yeah, yeah. Vote, vote one, two vets talk pets. Yes, yeah. Are we on there? We, oh, we well, should mate, run. That'd be great. Yeah, we could run the next, two vets talk pets party next election. Next election, what's we can our do platform? That. Oh, that's a long oh, meeting. Oh, that's we'll have to work meeting. it out the next time. What's our platform? You know, uh, more, yeah, more respect. Pet, for, pets for everyone. Pets for everyone. Pets Zilkeen for, for everyone. Dolphin flavored Prime One Hundred. We'll have to run that by. It'd be great. Well, we'll have to check yeah, it out. Might yeah. just, yeah, maybe, we'll, maybe. We'll discuss this later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it got me thinking about um, right. Well, I wonder what our politicians are. You know, what 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 animals they've got. What sort of pets nice. they got? Because yes. you know, as much as what there's, uh, you know, baby kissing and ass kissing and all that sort of stuff on the election trial. Well, let's see. You know, let's let's try and come at it from a different angle, a humanitarian yep. angle, Lewis, of which. Uh, politicians have what pets? Nice. Now, interestingly, might help us vote, make a decision. Maybe I couldn't find any of the major political leaders that have cats. They all seem to be dog people. So right. it seems like they, yeah, because I guess they're not actually out on the road with their cats. So yeah, maybe they don't. Maybe they might have cats at home. But there seems to be a lot more pictures with dogs. Right. Maybe dogs work better with the electric with the electric lures. So I'm just trying to find through. So our um, 
the the opposition leader uh, Bill Shorten. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember there was a uh, it was an old um, ABC uh, show years ago. It was um, at home with Julia. So it was when Julia Gillard was prime minister, and they had um, an actress playing Julia Gillard and um, and her husband, and they had his little Jack Russell running around, <laughs> and, and, and his name was Bill Shorten. <laughs> Bill, Bill Shorten, it's Bill Shorten. I like that. So anyway, and then it turned out that Bill Shorten and Jack Russell then helped to get rid of Julia Gillard. Uh, you know, after yes. yeah. Anyway, but that's story for another day. Hey, hey. Um, it boned her. So, uh, or just knifed? Oh yeah, there's knifing. That, you that, know, is that? Knifing better. Knifing's probably yeah, better. Right. Not I, was just trying, I was just trying to use the dog terminology. The dog term a off, bone. Yeah, sticking a bone, a bone in the back. That's right. Exactly. A, a bone in the back. I yes. got you. I see where you go. Nothing else I was in <laughs> there. Um, so Bill Shorten had um, <coughs> had two British bulldogs, but unfortunately earlier this year he lost one of them to lymphoma. Oh, geez. so okay. yeah, yeah. So, but he still got um. It, so the uh, there was Theodore, their uh, six and a half year old British bulldog, named after Theodore Roosevelt. Oh yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Political um, influence, yes. But they still got, um, they still got his younger cousin Matilda still I around. You were so say Donald, the younger cousin Donald. And I was going to be worried. Don, Don, Donald, Don, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Well, Donald no, Trump. I've, got, I've got a you know, Donald Trump story coming up. Right. So, okay. So, so, so what's um, the young one? Sorry. So Matilda, Matilda, Matilda. Matilda's still going. Yeah, yes. still a British bulldog. So, um, you know, Bill Shorten enjoys dogs that snore. So, so that's a take-home message. Right. Um, our our Prime Minister Scott Morrison, um. Interestingly, he's got so so he does have a dog. The first time I saw a uh, a, a picture of um, Scott Morrison's dog, so I'm just trying to get the uh, the he's got um, no. I do you to, think Do you I, think Bill Shorten looks like his dog? Do you know how owners look like their dogs? I wouldn't have said he looks oh, like a bulldog. To, well, maybe this is the uh, so this is what the um, yeah you know, he might do. Maybe, it's Bill Shorten. He does look a little bit wrinkly sometimes. Maybe he's always got a furrowed yeah. brow. I don't know. I haven't heard whether or not he's got any respiratory strider, though. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen whether or not he's got got sort of the the, the really corny toes, like yeah, you, know, you were telling us about the you know, yes. the, the, the bulldog yes. ages ago, where yeah, you're putting bull the purple glycol on a bull, bull terrier. terrier. But he does walk a bit weird. Have you seen his walking and running? I haven't. It's an odd gait. Is it similar to a bulldog? Similar to a bulldog. So maybe, maybe he's taken the tip. Maybe he's got luxating patellas as well. <laughs> you know, you know? We'll check that out. Maybe some dermatitis between the toes. Right, so, 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 this, so this is um, uh, Scott Morrison. He's got a um, a little poodle-ish looking dog called Buddy. So this is Aww. what a says so a, a, a Pentecostal dog. Yeah, you know? right. so so that's so that's what he's got. He got lots of photos with him walking around with his daughters and the dog. But the mate, the first time I saw the photo of the dog was when they had the picture of him and his family when he was first prime minister, and then someone photoshopped in a different pair of shoes that he was wearing, like this oh, absolute yes. bright white pair of shoes <laughs> yes. that just looked. Looked ridiculous, yeah, and, it did, and they and they put one of them not even where his foot was, yeah. So, <laughs> so that was the first time we saw Scott Morrison's dog. So Scott Morrison, dog owner, Bill Shorten, dog owner. Yeah. Do, um, does Scomo's dog do a lot of high fiving? The sort of the Pentecostal kind of high five. Is there any mention of that? Well, well trained. It doesn't say anything about whether or not it does do the that the Pentecostal high fiving. I mean, it may do. I mean, if they've got it well trained, quite possibly. Um, the other thing then is uh, now that he's out on the out on the campaign trail, sometimes when Scott Morrison doesn't get a chance to actually see his own dog, um, sometimes he has to try and terrorise other people's dogs. So I found this picture of him oh. here where it says it's a dog that kind of looks like his dog, Buddy, 
But realistically, it looks here like he's about to bite the dog. Yeah. See, now, that's a... now, tell me, from a, an animal behaviour point of view, Lewis, do you think this is an acceptable way of uh, interacting with a, with the dog in front of the nation's media? No, I do not. He's got both front paw, front legs of the dog gripped. He's down on his hands and knees, and he looks like getting he's... Getting right in the dog's face, and he's isn't he? And pulling the dog to him, grabbing the front legs, which is uncomfortable in many respects for a dog as well. Yeah. But, yeah, not, not, not good. I'm so big not... open eyes. He's got his big open mouth. They're getting right in the dog's yeah. face. Do you think this is an indication of the uh, of, of his politics, Lewis, or is this just the way that he, you know, he's just lost his mind oh, on the campaign trail? What are you saying? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm saying let's move on. Um, so, so then, Clive Palmer, right? Oh, yes. of, of Palmer United Party. Now, right? if there was anyone that would own a bulldog, you, you'd think it would be Clive Palmer. Yes. Right? Now, I'm trying to find out about Clive Palmer. I couldn't find anything concrete with him, but for some reason, whenever you Google um, Clive Palmer and dog, you come up with Grog Dog. Right, right, or dog on grog. So I'm not sure whether or not, and it's even on his own Facebook page. Oh, a, a, oh so the dog dressed as a lifesaver. Dog dressed as a lifesaver. Right. So, so here we go here on, um, and this looks like it's legitimate. Clive Frederick Palmer, you know, with all yeah, the, the you know, the Clive Palmer looks legit. So here's a picture of a uh, what looks like a an, an Italian greyhound or maybe a whippet, um, dressed up as a lifesaver. Dog on Grog, lifesaver, serves Australia community, a new grid, a new dog, support him. I do not get that at all. Wow. Just like I do not get Clive Palmer. But anyway, so Clive Palmer. <laughs> don't make it political. Don't no, make no, it political. No, um, uh, good luck to him. R- good luck to him yeah. and the Grog Dog. I and hope he's grog- getting the help that he needs. That's very interesting. I yeah, don't but know he's what a lifesaver, so we've got to support him. Richard Di Natale lives on a farm, um, so he apparently had access to puppies and stuff. But then I thought, okay, right, well, because I didn't think that was going to be enough content, so I thought, right, yeah, I need to um, <laughs> maybe I'll have a look and see about American ones. What about right? Julie Bishop? Julie Bishop. Well, she, she's not in politics anymore. Oh, isn't she? No, she's oh. out. She, oh. she, she jumped off the sinking ship. That's disappointing. I was going to vote for her. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of other people would have too. Um, so, uh, meet the dogs of the 2020 presidential race from the, from the Huffington Post. Yes. Donald Trump is the first president in about 150 years to not have a pet at the White House. Ah, so there you go. There's an indication. We're starting to get a bit of a yes, picture here, Lewis. There's you know, a picture to there. To all, all of our US listeners, you know, Donald Trump, mm. no dog. Mm. But then I thought I'd start to have a little bit of a trickle through and see what sort of other dogs other people have. There's an awful lot of golden retrievers. There's a, uh, a Labrador of a few presidential candidates. Then you start to get down to oodle territory. Um, so there's a few there, you know, a couple of uh, you know, nice little oodles. Cute. From uh, you know, uh, Kristen G. Jellibrand and 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 her dog Maple. Um, some more Labradoodles. There's a uh, couple of rescue dogs. A uh, um, a Beagle Lab mix and a Puggle with one eye. I think Barack um, Obama had a dog called Buddy. Buddy? Yeah, yeah. Buddy. It was a that was a um. It was another oodle, wasn't it? It was, it was an a black oodle. Yeah, it wasn't an. Didn't one of them have a Nova Scotian duck tolling retriever at some uh, stage? Maybe that might be right. Yeah. yeah um, okay. There's, oh, very um, good, mate. There's this, uh, and the, the one other one that I saw here that was a uh, a, a, a really odd mix of dogs. Uh, right. Where, what, where, anyway, no, why are we for that? I'll go under the disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, you, you do the disclaimer. It. You want me to do the disclaimer? You do the disclaimer. Oh, go for it. This is the first time we've done the disclaimer. Oh, uh, don't don't screw it up. I'm really nervous. That's right. We can edit it out. We yeah. can put my one in from last week. Perfect. Back, Thanks, mate. All advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we've missed anything or I've got it wrong.
Is that yep. okay? Is that yeah, good? that sounds good. Put that that in? That's pretty close. Thanks, mate. Thanks, yeah, mate. Nailed Excellent. it. Nailed it. Well done. Thanks. Now, did you find good that natural. one you're looking for? Nah, don't worry about oh, it. Okay. Now, this week, I went to the Dog Lover Show. No, yes. not this week. Last week. Last week. A couple of weeks ago, I went yeah. to the Dog Lover Show. In and Melbourne. did. They finally let you in. Well, yeah, we got some media accreditation. Nice. Nice. Nice word. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, a couple of passes went with Deb. Who helped me out, which is great. So thanks, Deb, very much for your help, big support. Yeah, because I had to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah to work. Yeah, no, that's all good. And uh, and so we did. I did four uh, four stands. I had a chat to a few people. Yep. Um, and uh, we might hit it off with. Of course, we took uh, one of our favourite sponsors first. Yep. Hit up with uh, Zilkeen. We had a chat to them. And uh, look, let's uh, let's have a listen to a few interviews. Off we go. Well, I'm here at the I dog. I love your manager, by the way. She's amazing. Yes, thank you to Deb, my wife, who's here today. But I am here at the Dog Lover Show today and um, in Melbourne. And you can hear the dogs barking in the that background. That wasn't me. Not right. And, and I'm, I've come first to, of course, I've come to our favourite sponsor, Vetikinol and Zilkin, and have a chat to our good friend, Anthea. G'day. How are you doing, Anthea? G'day, Dr. Robbie. No, I... <laughs> Dr. Lewis. Dr. Lewis, thank you. Robbie, Robbie's at work, I think. Poor fella. Yeah. So what do you got for us on the stand today? Today what we're talking about is Zilkeen, yes. funny enough, and yes. talking about a lot of anxious pets. And a lot of people seem to have a lot of anxious dogs and cats sitting really? at home while they're at the Dog Lover Show. Yeah, so yeah. had a lot of people coming in asking about the product. Yeah, yeah. A lot How- of people are sharing their stories about their separation anxiety, thunderstorm phobias, um, yeah, just a lot of ang- anxious pets out there. Oh, fantastic. And um, and anything else that they, they bring up that, that perhaps they've used the Zilkin, it's helped, or they got anxiety problems that they... Yeah, so we have had a few clients say how wonderful that Zilkin has helped their oh. dogs and cats as well. We've had other people talk about how they have to also have to be on other products, which is absolutely fine. Yes. Um, but a lot of people have had it recommended and haven't tried it yet as well. So they're really interested in finding out more information, which we're giving to them today, and they're going back to their vet to talk about oh, okay. it. Okay, so who's recommended it to them and then, then they haven't sort of followed up, you're saying? Vet clinics. Really? Yeah. So vets, me and Robbie have recommended, some of the people like me and Robbie, <laughs> and people aren't, aren't taking it up yeah. even though we're recommending it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So I think people People are, like listen to it and hear about Zilkin and they go back and they want to think about it and ha- get some, gather some more information and then want to come back to the vet. So yeah. we're hearing a lot about more more about that. Oh, that's mm. good. I think sometimes with some products you find you got to uh, what is it nine times people have got to see something before they eventually buy it. So maybe it's that nine. Well, is that the cat lives? Maybe that's nine cat lives. Maybe it's that or just be, vets are terrible salespeople. Oh right, are oh, we? Yeah, probably. We, yeah, no, no, we're <laughs> not edit that. We'll never edit anything. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Thank you so much for joining us today and good to have a chat and I hope all goes goes well for you. Thank you. Alrighty guys, we're still here at the the Dog Lover Show and I'm at the stand that I absolutely love the products these guys have got. It's uh, Aussie Dog Products 
Um, and I'm joined today by Anita, who is the daughter of Joe, who I know know really well, who actually started the business. And um, and I want to get a bit more about what's going on at, at Aussie Dog Products. How are you going, Anita? I'm really good. That's I'm good. Really good. You having a good yeah, show? Yeah, it's been a beautiful morning. Yeah, yeah you've got a busy stand here. Lots yeah, of people coming in and out. I tell you, it's always constant. We try and make it really special for people to come in and see us. Right. Yeah. Now, it is a while since I've been and looked at your products. My favourite product used to be the Staffy Ball. Yes. Do you still do the Staffy it's Ball? It's still the number one. Really? Absolutely number one, yeah. Right. So yeah. can are you able to describe a bit to us what the Staffy Ball is about? Yeah. So the Staffy Ball is um, 1.3 kilos of basketball size brilliance. Yes. Um, it has a very slight rattle on the inside. Yeah. Um, little marble a, on the inside, is it? Uh, or no, it's a very small piece of metal. So if it oh. comes out, the dogs aren't going to pick it up. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Okay. I always tell people it's a marble, but I'm wrong. It's yeah, a bit of metal. no. I'll, that's I'll the Tucker ball, yeah. The tucker oh, ball has a marble in it, right. so that restricts food from coming out. Yes, right. Ah, ball, ah yeah. I see. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so the staffy ball. Tell me more. Yeah. So the staffy ball is four mil thick, and wow. it's for the dogs that are those highly dosed structos. Yeah. Right. So the staffies. Exactly. Yes. And you have like a some sort of warranty on that, don't yes, you? Yes, there's 12 months warranty on it. We actually use it for lions and rhinos and bears and really? yeah, it duplicates as a zoo ball as well. We just turn it into a green ball because ah. that's what the zoos prefer. Oh, and wow. Yeah. So you supply Melbourne Zoo, Taronga Zoo? Yes, yes. We do many things in Melbourne Zoo. At the moment, they've got some new orangutan poles. Yes. Yeah, so right. Marlow that escaped yeah, the I was going to say it wasn't the yeah. pole it used to escape yeah. out of the enclosure, <laughs> was it? I hope not. <laughs> Quick, quick phone call, check the insurance. Yeah, so actually, funny story, but Joe lost his hat to Marlou. He His hat fell down and Marlou ended up wearing his really? hat. Oh, that is gorgeous. Yeah, it's very, very... All right, did you get some photos of that? Oh, we did. We actually did get them, yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. And the other thing, the tucker ball you mentioned, was it? The yeah, so the ball? tucker ball is a six-month warranty. Yep. Um, and it's got a restrictor inside. So you put the kibble in the ball. Yep. And then you leave the ball for the dog to play with during the day. Yes. And if the ball does not fit in the dog's mouth, it is safe for the dog to have alone right. at home. Okay. So it gives them a bit of enrichment during yes. the day when you're not at w- when you're at work or Fantastic. Shopping. I love it. Yep. And slowly releases those bits of kibble over yes, time. Yes, it does. Yeah. And absolutely. then when it runs out, that's the one with the marble in it. Yes, it's still s- got the smell. Right. Yeah, and the, still smell, got the smell. And, and also they still think there's a treat in there. That's so they right. keep rolling around, yeah, hopefully yeah, keeping them occupied. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. And any new products you got coming on uh, lately? We've got the Buddy Ball, which is an interesting one. There's yes. three different sizes. Yes. And it's like uh, it's like a baby teat material. So people think it's really soft and they go, oh, my dog will destroy that yes, one. Yes, yes. But it actually repels the teeth. So oh, instead yeah, of sinking okay. in, it, it the other teeth literally bounce off it. Right. So they sort of... They sort of think, oh. So anyway, it's a portal, so you can use it as um, to put treats in it. And right. the large one is actually, um, what is it, fourteen centimeters. Yes. So you can actually get bones in it or a chunk of knuckle, right. and they've got to be able to work it to get it out. Oh, I love the so enrichment sti- toys. Yes, I love, definitely. Love yeah, definitely a bit of stimulation there. Massive thing that I love. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic. And where's the best spot people can find out about more about your products? You can find us at AussieDog.com. Excellent. Oh, thank you so much, Anita. And say hi to your dad from me, please. Excellent. Thanks for popping by. Hey, guys. I'm uh, still at the uh, Dog Lover Show and just been cruising around. And I've, I've stopped past at, uh, at a speed dating for dog lovers uh, stand. And, uh, and I've come along here and just walked up and there are no, there are no, no single dogs here, mate. What's, what's going on? This is a, this is a, this is a dating 
the dating website for, for dogs, so um, uh, or dating stand for, for dogs, is it? Or what's going on? I'm, yeah, I'm that's joined, right. Yeah, uh, I'm joined by Tommy. Uh, Tommy, aka, calls himself Doctor Love. <laughs> Doctor Love. Doctor <laughs> Love. I like it. And uh, you set up a, a site with single events um, in Melbourne, is it? And Correct. Yeah, what's it singles all about? events Melbourne. Uh, and it's about uh, people just meeting, people that want to find some love. Ah, uh, people meeting. Sorry, mate. I thought yeah, it was about yeah. dogs meeting. It's yeah, the dog no, lover no, we'd, show. We'd, we'd have dogs here, but so we'd rather the humans. Yeah, the humans. So about yeah, people yeah. meeting. So people obviously who love dogs. Yeah, Is that's that the right. idea. Exactly right. Yeah, it's the idea of uh, today's uh, dog lovers speed dating. Yeah. Uh, so that people can meet someone that likes a dog. Maybe they want to date someone because they have a dog. Yeah, you know, nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're looking looking for someone who's got a dog, it's a perfect place to meet somebody. Yeah, that's right. You've got a lovely setup. Your stand set up a sort of like a cafe. You've got yeah, some... Uh, Tables and chairs yeah. with uh, yeah, two two, ta- two chairs per table. I can see yeah. going there. And you had many registrations so yeah, far. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the first kind of uh, couple of hours, people just come in, register. Once we get enough people, then um, then we'll start an event, usually by about one, I, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and, and then uh, they'll be here, just be dating away. You know, five minutes. I'll chat with each other. Right, five minutes. Do, do they have? Do you have a special greeting of sorts? Is there? Obviously, I mean, you know, like they love dogs. Are we, we sniffing any areas in particular <laughs> at all? Do you encourage any of that sort of thing? Have you got some pheromones perhaps playing yeah. just to just to kind of get everyone in the love mood? In the love mood. No, no, none of that. None of that. Uh, there is a, a couple of trees here uh, just yes. in case they do need a pee. Oh, they great. Can yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that sort of thing. Just hop up from the table and just uh, just go on the pot plant. You just reckon? have a squirt. Yeah, that's right. Just, uh, uh, just try not to get your leg. Yeah, very good. So you run the events around Melbourne do you or yeah that's right we're a Melbourne based business um, and we run uh, all sorts of events like um, uh, speed dating obviously number one yep. we do CBD northwest east and south right. so you can find speed dating events and meet people that are local yeah which is pretty awesome yeah uh, we also do other events like beer insider tours which are amazing tours it's right. a day out of the city go to the Yarra Valley breweries and okay. all that trivia okay. nights can you take your dog parties. to that one ah wish yeah. no, no no you should no, do no. it dogs come along a do- too a dogs come along tour yeah yeah, yeah. Tour, I like it yeah <laughs> winery and dogs yeah or beer it. insider and dogs yeah beer and dogs that'll go down well mate oh yeah. fantastic and is there somewhere in the website they can uh, get onto you guys yeah for sure uh, so you can go to uh, www.singlesevents.melbourne uh, and you can just uh, scroll around and have a quick look at oh, what nice. events we have or just register and then you will receive invitations from us. All right. Well, fantastic. Well, certainly since I've been walking around today, there are a lot of singles uh, walking around. Yeah, they are. Some they're with they're dogs, some another without. One, another one. So, so look, I uh, hope you get lots of registrations and I hope they I hope, uh, have you got, actually, have you got any success stories? Any, any dogs that have had puppies? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. No, um. Look, um, it, it's... Uh, You've had a success story We or not? have had success yes. stories, yeah. Not a lot of people tell us. I'll tell you two stories. One, one story, there's a girl that came to one of our events and said, oh, by the way, the girl that I came with last time ended up marrying such and such. Right. I'm like, mate, Big, why, yeah. why don't you tell us? Yeah. Uh, but in saying that, about four days ago, and we're going to post this onto our uh, Insta and Facebook uh, next couple of days, we had an invitation to an engagement. Fantastic. So we got the email, you are invited to our engagement, uh, you know, rada rada. So that's a that's very exciting. Right, and so it works, guys. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. get on the website and check it out. And uh, and look, if, if you if you bring your dog, I'm sure you could meet, <laughs> meet at the single events with your dog. Right? Yeah, it's a why great not? Dog. Perhaps not your cat. 
Yeah, they, uh, they don't go so well. No, I'm no. Not on lead. You're probably in a, in a carrier. Yeah, they'll end up scratching their face off if, if they don't like the, yeah, the person you're chatting with. Well, that's 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 <laughs> a good way to see if you like the person, you know? Nice. They say the pet always knows first. Nice. So there you go. All righty, mate. Well, uh, good to have a chat. And, and th- nice. thanks for chatting with us today, Tommy, a.k.a. Dr. Nerd. <laughs> thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. See ya. Alrighty, we're cruising around at the, at the Dog Lover Show and, uh, and I've come across uh, a wonderful stand, uh, the Australian War Animal Memorial Organisation. Um, and I was particularly uh, enamoured by a diesel that the, uh, the staffy uh, standing out the front with a gorgeous uh, purple poppy coat on. And I've come in to have a chat with uh, with one of the the stand organisers, uh, Wendy. How are you going, Wendy? Well, thank you. Thanks for dropping by. No worries at all. Now, tell me a little bit about what what is uh, the Australian War Animal Memorial Organisation all about? Okay, Australian War Animal Memorial Organisation was opened in 2011. Uh, it was by a our president who is ex-military, but now is serving police dog handler. Right. Always okay. worked with dogs and thought that the animal needed remembrance. Yes. He came across something called the purple poppy. Now the purple poppy was once used to uh, remember the cruelty to animals in war right. and then it was stopped being used and we went no, no. Yeah, yes, yes. We should remember the animals in war. Yes, yes. So we bought it here in 2011. It's been our charity fundraiser. Right. So what we do is we raise memorial money for memorials. Yes. For all animals in war. We actually did one in 2017 in Poziers in France. Right, okay. We raised all the funds ourselves. The government gives us no money for a memorial that does not include a human being. Yeah, okay, yes, So we raised the funds ourselves and Diesel, as you mentioned, is wearing his purple poppy coat. Yes. In 2017, we asked people to give us crocheted and knitted poppies. For a horse rug that we were doing. Oh, yes. For yes. the memorial in France. And it's interesting. My daughter, it's, it's a funny thing, my daughter uh, is in Girl Guides and she did a red poppy horse coat ah. with the Girl Guides. Must have been a similar sort of thing last Must year. Have, maybe yeah. or two, Abs- maybe we, that was 2018. But anyway, that's yeah. So, yeah. So, so there was a memorial then built in France? Absolutely. We built a memorial. We had Dr. Harry Cooper come over. We had Dr. Brendan Nelson from the Australian War Memorial and another lot of dignitaries who wow. came over with us. Wow. What about... Uh, Dr. Robbie Anderton, uh, he's the co-host. <laughs> he's not here Dr. today, Robbie, Robbie. Why weren't you there? Yeah, that's right. Why aren't you here now, Robbie? Absolutely. Where are you, Robbie? When I'm, we need you. Yeah. So that's fantastic. So it was opened up yes, by the dignitaries. Yes, it was opened up. Yes, by the dignitaries, the, the mayor of Poziers in France, because Poziers was an area where a lot of animals died. Right. And also a lot of Australians died. Yes, yes. And so we thought that was the perfect place Yes, and to open the memorial. And most of the animals that died, are they horses? or Horses. Sort of? We had horses, dogs, mules, donkeys, pigeons, wow, camels. Yes. Right. All of these animals we've used in war. People yeah. don't realise. And when you start saying it, they go, yes, I've heard of that. Yes. At some stage I've heard of that. Yes. So when you put it all together and tell people, they go, of course. Yes. It's like a light bulb moment. But if I told you we'd lost more than 9 million animals in oh, war and conflict. What? That's incredible. Absolutely. So don't you think it's time they were remembered? Of course. I definitely do. Definitely. It's a wonderful organisation you've got. And Thank are you. you still um, 
do you still know of animals in war Absolutely. Now? We still have dogs. Yes. We still use dogs. So we have explosive detection dogs, military working dogs. We have special operations military working dogs that the SAS uses. Right. A lot of people don't know, but Osama bin Laden was actually originally found by a dog. Oh. Fantastic. And he was wearing heat-seeking goggles. That's how well-trained these animals oh are. He could see through the wall and found him hiding in the wardrobe. Oh, that's incredible. Wow. Absolutely. Fantastic. That's how highly trained our dogs are. Excellent. So do you, um, apart from the memorial stuff, do you provide support for any of the animals Absolutely. At all? We, we actually help with retired military working dogs. Cool. Because yes. Because when they leave the service, there is no government funding for them. Right. So if that animal is retired because of injury yes. or illness, whoever takes on that dog, takes on all the responsibility. Yeah, and the vet fees and absolutely, ongoing care. Absolutely, absolutely. And the handlers are brilliant. Most of the time it will go to one of the handlers. They will adopt it because they know that of dog. Course. They love that yeah, dog. They've trusted that dog with their life yes. most of the time. Yes. So we help them with their vet bills. We help them with food. We have Black Hawk has helped us yes. with food. We help them with worming, anything that we can find. We have a lovely lady who crochets dog rugs for them, oh, which fantastic. we send on. Oh, what a lovely so, group of people. That's, absolutely. That's we help with assistance animals as well. Yes. So for sufferers of PTSD, we help with funding to get a dog trained oh, for them. For, to help them. That's lovely. The equine programs. We help mates for mates. We help young diggers dog squad. Yes, right. Small charity, but we did bang for our buck. Wow. And so how if people wanted to support uh, the charity, what's yep. the best way to go about it? We have a website. It's yes. www.awamo.org.au. Fantastic. We have Facebook as well. Yes. Australian War Animal Memorial Organisation. Yes. Come on and like us. We've got 11,000 followers and we'd like to get more. Lovely. Well, I think you have one more after today. We certainly, Excellent. Two Vets Talk Pets, will be following you after today. Thank so you. Thank you so much for having a chat to us, Wendy. It's and a pleasure. And uh, get on board, listeners, and, 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 and uh, support uh, the Australian... War Animal Memorial Organisation. Yeah, a whammo for sure. All right, Wendy, thanks so much. Thanks so much. Alrighty, so there you go, guys. There's a bit, a little bit of a summary of what I saw at the uh, the Dog Lovers Show. Nice one. Was it big? Was it like people everywhere? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. I went on the Friday. It wasn't. Perhaps one of the other days, which I thought would be a good day. But interesting, with the, the Australian uh, Animal War Memorial yep. uh, charity that I spoke to, they they talked about um, in the in the interview. I talked, uh, they talked about the poppies that were made for a horse rug, purple poppies, and I said my daughters had made some red poppies for a horse rug. But when I got home, actually spoke to my girls about it, yep. and they said no, they had actually made some poppies at Girl Guides, knitted some purple poppies for Girl Guides. For um for the rug that went over to go on a horse to open the Australian Animal War Memorial in France in in two thousand and seventeen. So oh, there you I, go. I couldn't believe the connection there that that that, nice uh, one. that they'd been a part of that. So great little charity guys. Um and uh, and uh, you know get get along and, and support it. But um. A uh, little bit of bit of an intro, an idea of what what was at the show. So, nice. yeah. so maybe next year they'll get us on the main stage. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. That'd be great. Um, it, like was it on both levels? Like people, like you know, sort of stalls everywhere. You know, uh, it was bo- bottom level was uh, sort of stands. Top level was more your rescues and your breeders and stuff. Ah, and your, okay, your, your yeah, dog right. breeds and, and that sort of thing. A lot of dogs there. Yeah, we're a lot of dogs, which yep. is nice to see. Yep, you hear them in the background on the interview. All right, so yeah, some, yeah. Some having a bit of chat and. Uh, uh, look, I'm not sure it was quite as big as the, the other years. I, I think I went to the very first one I presented. Yeah. Uh, did a, some talks on Tell Your Dog You're Pregnant, my book. Yep. Um, and uh, and 
that year and there was an Australian Veterinary Association stand there um, and uh, and there was a few of the specialty clinics there. It was yep. a really quite big first year, I think. Yeah. And it seems to it seems to be more boutique now. There's no the big big brands. Prime yep. 100 doesn't do do a stand yeah, there. Okay, so right. um, and some of the other brands of foods and the larger um, you know veterinary brands they I think they've sort of pulled out. So I'm just not sure where it's going. It seems quite boutique now. Which yeah. Is, okay. Which is good for the little guys. Good for the little people. Yeah. Nice one. Excellent. Alrighty, what do you got to talk about today, mate? So, uh, you asked me to talk about about FIP, feline infectious yes, peritonitis, yes. last week. Yes, yeah, so, so I had a little kitten in that was 11 weeks old. We thought it had it had some eye issues. Yep. Good news on the kitten. Yeah, it's, it's, it's alive and it's fine. Well, that's good. So it hasn't got FIP. Well, for the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, that you well, know of. Yeah, well, yeah. well so, it's been a week. And yeah. I would have thought it would have waxed and waned, maybe. Anyway, yeah, so, um, tell us about it. So, FIP is a, a very, very interesting disease. Um, but a really, really, really crap disease. Like yes. there is, there are, it's probably, well, it is worse in my opinion. I think getting a diagnosis of FIP is probably worse than having a diagnosis of, of, of getting cancer because it is generally terminal. Yes, um, it's not treatable. Not untreatable. Mm. So um, what it is, so, the, so feline infectious peritonitis is a form of the infection of a really, really common virus called feline coronavirus. All species have got coronaviruses. Humans, dogs, cats, everywhere. Right. And, and they are species specific. So a human coronavirus can't infect a cat. Cat coronavirus can't infect a monkey. It's, they are species specific. Yep. So what those viruses usually do is usually they, they cause a very mild little reaction just in the very tips of your intestinal cells. So you might get a little bit of diarrhea. Generally, you get no signs whatsoever. Um, and there are like there's vaccines there for dogs me personally i don't use them because i don't think it's a it's warranted to actually vaccinate against but i know other other clinics do because it's it's just not a life-threatening infection um in, in dogs in in dogs, in dogs yeah. yes or and in cats vast 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 majority of the time it doesn't cause any problems right. so so what happens with cats um the, there's a high concentration of feline coronavirus in high-intensity cat environments. Catteries, rescue catteries, multi-cat households. Um, also breeding, you, breeding establishments. Uh, bre- yeah, 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 catteries, yeah, bre- Sorry, bre- yeah breeding yes, places, yes. yeah. So, so what, you'll, what you'll have is exposure to the virus. Now, what usually happens is that you, uh, you get exposure to the virus, the animal develops immunity against the virus, clears the virus but then the thing is that immunity can become transient so what that then means is as your immunity wanes then you could potentially get reinfected again but again as you're then getting reinfected your body then fights off the infection clears it out you generally don't get clinical signs and you get on with your life but what happens in a small number of cats that virus moves from outside of the body in in sort of you know if you sort of picture that the inside of the tube of your intestines is outside of the body you know it moves from the lumen into the actual tissue itself so it causes what's called a viremia right. so viremia where the virus gets across into the into the body and into the blood cells into, and, into the into bloodstream the bloodstream yes. yeah yeah um uh, so what happens then usually the immune system finds a virus clears the virus out problem solved yep. in those cats they'll be a little bit sicker but again it's usually transient and they get over it 
But what happens in a small percentage of cats is that that virus undergoes specific mutations that then means that it divides more rapidly than what the immune system can kill it off. So what that then means is that you've got this virus that is replicating rampantly, an immune system that is trying to control this rampant virus but can't actually control it. So you've got all these viral particles floating around, you've got all these antibodies and immune system cells floating around, that then starts to cause the disease. So just because a cat gets feline coronavirus infection doesn't mean that they are going to get feline infectious peritonitis. So the reason why we call it feline infectious peritonitis, and it's probably a bit of a crap term for it because it's not just peritonitis that you can get because peritonitis is where you've got inflammation in your abdominal cavity. Yes. What happens where you've got these antigen antibody complexes? So you've got the virus, you've got the antibody that hooks onto it. They float around the body and then they lodge generally in blood vessels. When they lodge in blood vessels, the immune system gets sent in to try and clear out this material that the body says, this is an infection, we need to clear it. That's called a vasculitis. That's there when you end up getting damage to the blood vessels. When you damage the blood vessels, you get a fusion. So that's where you've seen your little kitten um, where you've got the changes in the eyes, the uveitis. Mm-hmm. Often with cats, they'll also get um, big swollen tummies because their tummies fill up with fluid. They can get have trouble breathing because their, their uh, chests fill up with fluid as well. Yes. That's the wet form of it. There's also what's called a dry form, which is more of a granulomatous form. So that's where you get these nodules that form. And they often can cause uh, brain signs, again, respiratory signs. You can get signs elsewhere in your abdominal tract and things like that. So... Okay, so yep. what, what sort of symptoms, what are the main symptoms you see? Obviously, they're related to where the fluid is, I guess, and, and where those dry forms are. Yeah, I guess the the early signs are generally from the from the inflammation first as well. So it's the fact that you've got a temperature. When you've got a temperature, you've got a cat that's not feeling well. So yep. they'll often go off their food, they'll be lethargic. We'll get the bring them into the vet. We'll take the temperature. Go, oh crap! We've got a young kitten with a high temperature. Gee, as I really hope it's not fit because yep. it's not showing any of these other signs. We might try with some antibiotics. Sometimes their temperature gets a little bit better, but then if it comes back again, that's then really bad news. And then as things progress, fluid in the abdomen, so big tummy, they look like they're pear-shaped. Yes. Trouble breathing, neurological changes, so they can, again, lethargy, they can potentially seizure. Um, the vomiting and diarrhea sometimes you can get if you get the, the granulomas sort of in the abdomen as right. well. But usually it's it's just weight loss unwell in a generally young cat. So yeah. it's usually under three to four years of age. It's just a re- it can be a real vague sort of sickness, can't it? You know, yeah, it's and a real nothingness kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but um, but also f- always flags to us vets in the back of our head because we're always hoping we don't have to we don't see it because when you see it, it's really really yeah. bad. It's yeah. a young kitten. And a, a, can more uh, any thoughts on purebred versus a you know yeah a, a so. So the in trying to work out why certain cats are susceptible, they think that it's either high viral load. So these cats that are in, uh, you know, breeding cattery sort of establishments where they're getting constant uh, exposure to the virus, or whether or not there is also a genetic predisposition yeah, okay. um, in the in the cats. And there's been a few studies where they've done trying to work out right. Well, if a parent parents have got it, or no, if if a parent crosses and you know that their family's had it, well, then will their offspring be more likely to have yeah, it? Okay. So there is probably something that's happening there in those cats' immune systems that allows the virus to 
get to a point where it can mutate, but in general, it is the virus that mutates that goes on to cause the signs. Right. But there is there is certainly a, um, a, a an issue there with familial susceptibility. Yeah, I think yeah. is it uh, don't they? I think the issue is when the immunity from mum's milk wanes. That's when they first get it. So some thought the early weaning actually really helps, but early weaning like four weeks of age, right? Um, can can mean that their immunity in the colostrum that they had from mum protects them and means they don't actually so you have to then separate them so that's that's some thought there's some research towards that yeah you know. I, I, I i haven't seen anything anything on that so so yeah it's an interesting spot i guess the hard thing with that though is that it's still going to be it's going to be they're going to be exposed to it from their mum in the feces so it's probably as much as anything that if they're getting taken away from their mum that they're not going to be exposed to her um, shedding the the virus in the feces, which may then uh, expose them to the virus and have them use up their immunity. But yeah, you know, so many cats that are out there that get exposed to the virus, even as adults, they then don't get the they don't then don't get the signs. So yeah. yeah. So how do we, wh- wh- how do we diagnose them, mate? What, what's it's the tough. Little... It's really hard. You know, there's there's um, definitive tests that you can do, but usually you need biopsies for them. Yes. So um, you or can some get fluid from the abdomen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can get um, you. Can get some idea from checking your protein levels and clinical suspicion um the the more expensive tests the immunohistochemistries and things like that they are really good because if you can spot the virus in a spot where the virus shouldn't be um then you can go yeah okay now again we're pretty damn likely to to have it um in the end though unfortunately most of the time these cats you know they've got it because they're only young cats and then they get worse and worse and worse and then they end up needing to be euthanized and, and, so and treatment doesn't really help long term no it, no and i was um i was doing some reading where they're trying to work out about different antiviral medications like you know protea and things like oh, that, yes. you know, like some um, some really um, you know gung ho treatments. And um, interestingly, um, in China, um, there's some stuff there that you can apparently order because I was reading that um, a, the, a lot of people from Hong Kong are getting it in, but the thing is they're getting it in and not actually through vets. So they're ordering it as like a nutritional supplement, oh, this this okay. protease thing, and then injecting it into cats to try and treat them that the owners of themselves are diagnosing with FIP. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And there's like cats with their skin sloughing off and all oh, sorts of oh. horrible stuff. So it's, 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 and, and, Flame and expensive, like some of these things, like one of the, some of the prices that I was seeing were like nine hundred bucks a day wow. for trying to treat your cat, and and even then, it's you know you talk. I think there was like you know seven out of twenty cats were still alive after a few months. So so mm. yeah, it makes them live for longer, but it doesn't doesn't stop things. So I think what the theory with those is, you're trying to stop the virus to give the immune system a chance to actually be able to try and fight it off. But in general, it's a crap disease. There's no vaccine for it. There's nothing you can do for it other than hope like hell that your cat doesn't get it. Yeah, I think there's, there's a little bit of research I saw recently that there is a vaccine possibly in trial somewhere. Right, okay. I think it's in the States. And I think... Um, I just oh, I can't remember exactly, but it's a few years away. I think, yeah, from 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 getting there. So yeah. maybe there's a treatment. Well, well that's a, that's what they were talking about again with these um with these proteases right. and things as far as treatment for. Because the hard thing is like it's a yeah. Even when you talk about vaccinations, the fact that so many cats will be exposed to this virus and not get the feline yes. infectious peritonitis, yes. and if their immunity does wane even just with vaccination to the normal feline coronavirus. 
it's it's a hard thing if you go, well, hang on, if you need to vaccinate your cats for it every three months in order to try and protect for a very unlikely disease that they're going to get because we don't see it all that often, you know. It's that hard thing of going, well, gee whiz, you know, how much, how many more issues you're going to have for one compared to the compared to the vaccine. Yeah, but so, I, I guess maybe you can vaccinate in, in a cattery sense and prevent the shedding. I don't know. don't know. Yeah, anyway, yeah. It depend- yeah. yeah. We'll see, see what happens. Yeah, that's right. Watch this space. We'll be the first to let you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, why not? We'll, we'll be on top of it. Now, we've got to keep moving, mate. Yes. We're running short of time this week. Got a mailbag question that came in from the email yes from cheese beers cheese beers cheese 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 beers and you actually put yeah. their name on it uh it's uh it has this reuben is a one-year-old hey. yeah there you go reuben is a one-year-old male neutered boxer collie mix he's 60 pounds and we live in west virginia i'm not sure how that's relevant but anyway <laughs> the past two mornings i've noticed gunky green yellow discharge from his right eye only it doesn't seem to bother him and he's not itching or excessively rubbing his eye. It is allergy season here and the pollen has been pretty bad. Could this be allergies or conjunctivitis? Yes. Yes. Thank you very much for your question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks very much. That's yeah. all we have time for. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, first off, eyes, don't muck around with them. Yeah. Go and get them Go and get them checked out by your vet. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, don't fiddle around with it. We'll, we'll go and do some tests. You know, put some fluorescein in there, see whether or not there's an ulcer on there. Maybe take a swab, check and see whether or not there's something there. Check for foreign bodies. A little foreign body, a grass yeah. seed or something like that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, there is there is green discharge out of the eyes is not normal. Um, definitely worthwhile going and getting it checked out from your vet. And even more so if it's one eye, I yeah. think. You know, if it's two eyes, you may be more inclined to go along with allergies or conjunctivitis sort of, yeah. sort of thing or an infection. Um, but one eye worries me even more. Yeah. You know, what's going on? Why is it only one eye? Yeah, and especially if it's if it, like if it's red and they're giving you the pirate eye, like they're all squinty and things like that. Yeah, there's something something not great going on there. Unless it's the third eye on the dog. The third eye, yeah, yes, yeah. The, maybe. The, the squinty third That's eye. That's right. That, yeah, yeah. That, that, when they rub it along the ground, they're going to squint it up a little don't, bit. Don't take to the vet. Don't, if it's don't. the third eye. Go, go to your, uh, your, your clairvoyant or whatever. Clever, yeah. yeah, yeah, to check, to, to, just to squeegee off your third mind's eye. That's right, to yeah. check the shucker of your third eye is intact. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, so if you you've got any questions guys you can hit us up on email at two vets talk pets at gmail.com you can send us an instagram question uh we actually we've got our first twitter question hey come nice through, one come through so we've got a couple that we're going to put on because we're running short of time we'll put on to uh patreon i've got one from instagram on how to get urine smells out of your carpet excellent uh, another one about a dog that ate a rope toy from mary, mary J. Uh, that that one's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an urgent one, but that came through email. And then our first Twitter question from Sir Circe Bed. Yep. Uh, about swelling at the vaccine injection site. Ooh. So, so that we'll put that onto Patreon, guys. You're going to have a listen there. There's some some great questions and some great content there. Next week, I'm going to. I've been saying it every week. Maybe I'll get to it <laughs> eventually. Uh, we're going to talk about cats have personalities similar to their owners. And what do you got lined up? We're uh, going to talk about constipation. Oh, yes, get, getting blocked up. Oh, it's been crap. a while since we talked about poo, Lewis. Let's get let's get some poo talk back going again. Oh, that's crap. What we can do to try and help out about uh, you know when you when you can't get the stinky stuff out. When, yeah, right. When you're building bricks, building bricks, passing bricks. Nice. No, nice. no good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I like the sound of it. Good stuff. Alrighty, guys. We'll uh, we'll scratch you later. Yeah. Peace out, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter 
and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals lives be sure to thank them with a five star review on iTunes. Every time you do a small cute animal will receive a cuddle.